0: We give you all the glory and the praise, Father. God, you are so worthy. You're so worthy, Father. so worthy of honor and praise. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for your salvation. God, we thank you that we we get to come up alongside of you. get to commune with you all day long. our lives wrapped up in you god that you're so close to us that we can feel your breath father god we thank you we thank you for dying on the cross for us. God, that we get to live our lives with you. God, we just honor you today. We give you all the glory and all the praise, Father.
1: Jesus, we just breathe in your wonderful presence tonight. We just invite you, Lord, tonight to just saturate every cell of our being. Holy Spirit, just come, Lord. Just come on us, Lord. Saturate us. We're like dry sponges, Lord, really. We might think we're full, but we know we need more of you need more of you, Lord. So we just say, here we are. Here we are. Here am I. Have your way, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Every person in this room, just have your way. It's your turn to invite him in the room. Every person in this room, it's your place to say to him, Jesus, I want you to have your way in my life. Because life without you is empty. It's pointless. But life with you is abundant. It's abundant. Full, overflowing, filled with joy, filled with peace, filled with purpose. May we find our lives hidden, deep, in Christ tonight. We praise you Lord. We praise you Lord. I believe the Lord just wants to continue to minister to hearts tonight. He wants to minister to every heart actually, but we're in this room. We're, we're before him now. Our eyes have been fixed on Jesus for the last bit, last 50, 45, 50 minutes. he just wants to release his grace over your life so we're gonna move into just a little bit of a ministry time and after that we'll take communion together but I'm gonna ask our ministry team folks prophesiers word of knowledge people and that would include um, Isabel I know we don't usually pull you up here but if you've got a word my daughter Ethan, you as well. I know that you see things that God shows you. So I want to, if, if any of our kids felt like the Lord gave you something for tonight, I want you to be brave and just come on up. But I want to invite, I also want to invite, I almost called you Mark. Mike and Penny. Mark and Mork and Ork. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We were just talking about Robin Williams the other day. You don't look like him. Mike and Penny, if you guys feel like you've got something to If you want to come up and stare at everybody for a bit, sometimes we just got to look at people for a minute. And then the Lord, you know, the the Holy Spirit will put that little arrow. He's like that person right there, right, right there. This is what I want to say. And you too, Charla, if you have something. If you guys want to to come up, just take take a little bit. We're just, what we're doing, just so there's no confusion, we're just making space. We're, We're making room for the Spirit of God to edify the body of Christ through the prophetic, through words of knowledge, through healing. So, if you guys are ready, if you got something already.
2: I just felt heaviness in the room earlier, and we're going to partake in communion. And you need to know that this communion. The body of Christ, the blood of Jesus, breaks every yoke of bondage. It breaks off every heaviness, any mindset, anything that you have been dealing with or your family struggles with, it breaks that off in the name of Jesus. So I just want to, Lord, we just surrender any area that we have of unbelief anywhere, we just surrender that to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just invite you to reveal the power of your resurrection, the power of your cross. Jesus descended into the darkest places, and he took back the keys to hell, death, and the grave. There is nothing that is too hard for him to do for you there's no mountain no mindset the su- uh, suicide depression any area that you need healing in he's already conquered that sin anything you're struggling with anything that you've just God I can't believe for that he already conquered that that resurrection power you have access to that right now in the name of Jesus so I just want to release that while we're, we're getting ready to take communion just over us. Lord, we thank you for the power of the resurrection of the cross, that you are alive today. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your blood speaks a better testimony than that of Abel. And our lives are in the resurrection of the cross, and we are seated with you in fullness. We receive the fullness, the full restoration of our minds, our bodies and our souls in the name of Jesus. Full restitution in our bodies, full restitution in our family line. Suicide cannot come into our families anymore. Depression cannot come in. Oppression cannot come in. Cancer cannot come in in the name of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus, the resurrection power of the cross. We just take that right now, we just pull that down in Jesus' name.
3: I just, I want to affirm that word. That's such a good word. And um, <clears throat> this is what the scripture says in Exodus when the children of Israel were led out at, during the Passover that each family was instructed you take one lamb, not per person, but per household. And, you know, for my children and their spouses and my grandchildren and my brother and Penny's family I receive this right here the blood and, and the body of Jesus one lamb per household and when you receive this today receive it like this that death angel one is when you you started you started prophesying no cancer no depression no suicide it's no death angel over my house zero no death angel over my house and includes all of salvation for us who are believers so I receive that like this you you have no part in my family anything that's not of Jesus you got no part in my kids you got no part in my kids spouses in my grandchildren in in anybody in my family penny's mother who's still alive and you know other family members one lamb per household it's not one lamb per person it's one lamb per household and the power of communion is so much more extensive and the port of it is so gigantic than most of us have understood. I, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a revelation on it, but I know that it's much bigger. One lamp per household for the whole family, for me and everybody else.
4: <laughs> it's just during worship, I was getting picture after picture of all the different ways that we're refined and crushed, pressed, and reshapen. You know, like silver being held in the fire. He never is taking his eyes off of you. If you're that clay on the wheel, he's never taking his eyes off of you. He's reshaping you. He's reshaping all of us. You know, even as as olives are crushed in the press, He's not just leaving you there. He's drawing the best of you out of that, those crushed olives, those crushed grapes. And so often, and I have to say this for myself because so quickly I forget, that we just gotta stay where he wants us to be, where he has us, and keep our eyes on the Lamb. So important to keep our eyes on the Lamb because his sacrifice is so much greater. The crushing, the pressing that we go through is nothing compared to what he went through on the cross. And yet we can look at him as the lamb on the throne. And yet we serve in ancient, the ancient of days. The creator of, of all of this, of you and me And so we can wholly trust in him. We can wholly trust in his his ability to mold us into what he wants us to be. And it it is hard to go through those times of crushing and pressing and and taking away things that maybe get taken away from us. But we can say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I submit to your ways. Yes, Lord, I want what you have for me. Lord, shape me how you will. I'm not going to question the potter because he he has the best for me. So, Lord, wherever we're at in our lives, I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to submit ourselves to your ways what you're doing how you're shaping us for this time we're here in this time and place for a reason every moment every second is with purpose and intent so even though it's hard sometimes Lord whatever you want to do however you want to shape us however you want to refine us however you want to press us, however you want to crush the olives in our lives or the grapes, Lord, to make that new wine, that new oil. We say yes to you, Lord God.
1: Hey, I want to make sure, can everybody hear okay? I want to make sure this is turned up loud enough. You know, I believe that the Lord, it's His will to heal anybody in the room who has a need for healing in their bodies. And I feel like tonight, as we respond to this time of of ministry, that when we take communion, it is going to be a release, a final statement of, it is done, it is finished that debt that the price required for your healing for your salvation is finished so what i would like to do i'm not going to embarrass anybody by asking you to get up and come up front but if you need healing in your body if you would just stand where you're at or raise your hand if you can't if you don't feel like you can stand we're going to have some of us come around you and we will lay hands on you and pray and agree for the release of that so I have one person who, who two people three people okay so those of you maybe we can spread a, spread across you want to put your hands up one more time so that everyone in the room can see so I would like those of you around them to go ahead and, and go around them and lay hands on them. in your name we release your presence now we release your spirit now we say Holy Spirit come and release that gift of healing tonight in these bodies take that which is out of place and bring it back into placement we speak over pain in the body and we say pain go now in Jesus name Whatever infirmity, we just say, spirit of infirmity, be gone in the name of Jesus. Through the power of the name of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, we apply the blood of Jesus now over this area, over this wound, over this injury, and we say, spirit of affliction, you have no place. Just speak over them now to say, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless your body in the name of Jesus. We declare life in the name of Jesus. Just speak that over now. Just say, I declare life in the name of Jesus. Grace. thanks Lord. We say thank you Jesus for the power of the cross where it was finished. The price was paid. The debt was paid in full and we pull on heaven now to release that for which you paid for, for the glory of your name. Thank you. If you want to test your body out now, you can. If you feel the Lord's doing something in your body, it's always a good thing to check it out. If you feel like something has been lifted or some healing has been released, it's just an appropriate response to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even before you get the breakthrough, I believe it's important that we just give thanks in all things. We give thanks and we, as we wait for the completion, as we wait for the fullness of healing to come in, we give him the, the sacrifice of praise. We give him thanksgiving and worship and praise. So, Jesus, we worship you. We believe that your will for our lives is for our good and for life and grace to be ours. It's our portion. It's our inheritance. It's our legacy. And freely we've received and we freely give it tonight to each other in this room. And we even take it out of this place in Jesus' name. We're going to take communion in just a minute, but I have a couple words. I was debating on which order to do this, but I think I'll go ahead and just knock these out now, and then I'll have David and Kara come up. So, just so the the words that I have for three people in the room, maybe you've never experienced this before, and so I just want to kind of cover the ground real quick. We believe that, that it's the Lord's heart to convey his heart to one another. And We all have the ability to listen to his heart to listen to his heartbeat if you will Sometimes he speaks to us through pictures through words through scriptures Sometimes it's just a sense you might have a sense of peace or a sense of joy or whatever it is that maybe God is saying I want to release this to this person so with that preface, I just want to say uh, I have three people that I just felt like God gave me a little download. And what what we do here in this church is you get the choice to take it and receive it, or you can flush it. We're okay with that. I don't think you're going to want to flush it because it's pretty good. So I think it's good. I hope it's good. I hope it blesses you. So Sally, I have a word for you. I didn't know that your name is, um, it can be exchangeable with the name Sarah. That's pretty cool. But your name means princess. There's something about that. I feel like God wants you to know that there's something about your name that has been on your life all of your days. You know, I could just say right now, he loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you like a father cherishes His one one and only daughter. That's how he feels about you. But this is what I feel like he's saying over you. I feel like he's saying the king sees you. He sees you. You are seen. You were born to walk in the regal garments of heaven, clothed in the garments of heaven, clothed in the royalty of Jesus, your king. He has graced your life from the beginning to know him and to know his heart for you. You are dearly loved. You're highly esteemed. Dearly loved. Highly esteemed. And I feel like he is saying that honor and generosity have marked your steps. So you may not recognize it, maybe you do, but you walk in, a, in an atmosphere, you, you you carry honor, and you carry integrity, and you carry generosity in your life. And he sees it, and he's pleased with it. It represents him. So just bless you with that. If you, if you receive it, just say, I receive it. Awesome, all right, good. Whew. Okay, okay, I can stop sweating now. I didn't know the three of you were going to sit right in, in front of, not in front of each other, right next to each other. Um, but surely, your name is really wonderful. I feel like the Lord's saying Psalm 23 is yours. Like that speaks his heart for you in a large, big way. But your name means bright meadow. Bright meadow. And when I picture a bright meadow, I feel like it's a It's a place where I just wanna take off my, my shoes and my socks and just run barefoot through that bright meadow because it's so refreshing. And there's something about your life that you've lived up to this very moment that has been a refreshment to people around you. Like a garden of refreshing, a meadow of refreshing, bright, clear, butterflies, hummingbirds, bumblebees, whatever else you want to kind of picture in there. If you don't like spiders, then don't picture spiders, okay? No spiders, not in that garden. But I felt like Bright Meadow, you bring peace and refreshing to all. You carry a ministry of peace. I believe that's your ministry. There's people all around you that are in turmoil on the inside. They may not tell you, but I believe God, God will highlight people to you. You'll see on them that they're struggling with something. And you don't even have to know what it is. It's just the peace that you carry because you are a meadow, a bright meadow. You can release that, that grace and that peace to them just with a smile, just with a hand put on a shoulder. You bring calm to troubled hearts. So you can receive it or flush it, it's your choice. Do you receive it? Do you want to receive that for yourself? I'll take that as a yes. Okay. And if you want to hear it again later, play it back, I can show you how to how to hear that. But so Daniel, man, what a what a mighty man of God. I'm not just referring to the Daniel of the Bible, but he was a mighty man of God, a, a dreamer i believe there's so many similarities on your life and in your life that correlate with the daniel of the bible like i see an intimacy with the lord a love for the lord where he trusts you with his secrets he trusts you with his dreams so your name means god is my judge did you already know that god is my judge yeah i would say he is your judge Your jury and your defender. I was hearing the Lord saying that I am his defender. I am Daniel's defender. I am his judge. The jury is already in. And he is your great defender. He's always had your back, Dan. He's always had your back. Even as a little boy, he has had your back. He's never failed you. He's never let you down. He's always been for you. And he's pleased with your life. I felt like he's just saying, I'm so pleased with Dan's life. Because he's a man of faithfulness. Faithfulness. See, we say Jesus, he's he's faithful and true. That's the name written on his thigh, tattooed. I think it's a tattoo. I don't know. Maybe it's just written. I don't think it's going to wash But He has on his thigh the name, faithful and true faithful and true and you mirror his faithfulness so we just want to bless you with that
3: I don't know your name on the very end yes Denise would you stand and Denise I don't know you at all but this is when when we were up here and they said look around I saw a flag over you and as I looked, I said, Lord, what is this, Lord? What is this flag? And he says, you know, when, when explorers would travel the world and they would land in a place that they would claim for the king, they would plant a flag, and it was the insignia to let everybody know this belongs to the king. And what I saw over you was was something that you are. You have this knowledge in your heart that you know you belong to the King. But there's nothing that will ever take that away. No, no matter what thought comes to mind, no matter what somebody says to you or about you, that thought will never cross your mind that I don't belong to the King. You have the flag of heaven planted in the soil of your heart. And I felt also as I was, I was meditating on that, that the, the, even the thought of being an explorer is also something for you. And I, I think that what is gonna happen is that as you read the word, you're going to look at it, and you're gonna start going, oh, wh- where does this go? What does this mean? And you're gonna begin to see layers of revelation as you explore the word. I believe that you're, it's like, it's like taking the flag of heaven and planting it in the solid ground of revelation, of, of understanding what God is speaking to you and also for other people. hope that's good. hope it encourages you. Bless you.
0: So I'm so sorry. I can't remember the three of your names here. Lois. And what? Marie. Okay. I just saw you. Do you guys hang out together all the time? A lot? I just see joy on you three, that you bring so much joy to the people around you, and that the Father is so pleased with your friendship and so pleased just with how you are joyful and love other people. And, yeah, and that—I can see that. And that you guys are just encouragers just by being happy and just as a smile at someone— is an encouragement so keep it up he's really the father is really pleased with you and he loves you guys so much
4: so
1: you know a couple of the disciples were as the sons of thunder but I feel like the three of you are like the daughters of thunder three three amigos three amigos hey these guys are going to come up and lead us in communion and I feel like I know you guys are going to go whichever direction you feel the Lord is showing you, but there's something about that one lamb for every family. And I feel like at some point tonight, if you are contending for your family, I want you to hold that bread before the Lord tonight. Hold that cup before the Lord and just declare, as for me, just let's do that now. Just say, I know you don't have the communion elements, just say it now. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord. That is his will for every person in this room. All right. The two amigos. Oh, and I probably should, you want to let them know about the options. Tammy, I are going to help.
2: Actually, can we have help and just pass it out? We'll pass it out now. So we have grape juice, and we also have wine, if you are comfortable taking wine for communion. Tam- Tammy has the wine, and Scott has the grape juice. So if you guys would make your way up and c- come and take the elements, please. And we can, yeah, we can help if you guys need help. We can bring it to you. as we continue in this before we partake of the elements you guys just want to repeat after me I come out of agreement with the spirit of unbelief in Jesus name I just really sense that tonight I, I can hear the chains breaking as we take communion tonight every time we take it but right now as we take it the Lord is really coming in Breaking off, breaking off, breaking off. Those mindsets, physical healing, spiritual healing, soul healing, he can do it. He's done it over whole families. And as Michael was saying, whole families, one lamb. And we're part of the family of God. His one son, one son was enough to cover all the humanity, from Adam all the way until we have no idea when the end is, every person can partake of this reality. So we know the Bible says as often, do this often in remembrance of me. So you can take it here with us, you can take it at home, we take it often to step into that. So let's lift up the body of Christ. Lord, we thank you for your body that was broken. We thank you for your obedient sacrifice, that you were willing to come to earth in the flesh and die. And we thank you, Lord, that you were cursed to hang on a tree so we can step into healing. So we just partake of this body in the name of Jesus. stripes, you are healed. And Lord, we just thank you for this this mercy seat, this cup of sacrifice, that there is power in the blood of Jesus over every sin, every generational curse, over iniquity. Anywhere where there was death, there's life. There is life in this cup. So Lord, we just lift this up right now and we say, thank you, Lord. And we apply the blood of Jesus to our our personal lives, Lord God, and over our family. In the name of Jesus, we take the cup. Thank you. Can we just say, be gone! Be gone. be gone. Unbelief. Unbelief. <laughs> be, gone. be gone. Unbelief. Unbelief.
1: Amen. I wasn't, I wasn't sure what It's going to be gone, so I had to like, wait, but wait. Not the Holy Spirit. No. No, he will never leave you or forsake you. Hey, guys, I just want you to take a minute here as I... Prepare to shift gears a little bit. And just just every week, I, I try to lean into the Lord for an image, a color. And I just want you to look at that picture. That just represents the power of Jesus and his blood. It takes the broken things and it brings new life. One sacrifice for all. His blood is enough. If you need that healing, if you come across anyone in your your circle that needs healing, that needs encouragement, that needs freedom, that needs salvation, as Kara was saying, take communion at home. Lift that up before the Lord. Lift them up and say, Jesus, I'm declaring over their life healing. I'm declaring over their lives salvation. Prodigals, come home. sons and daughters that have wandered come back home even over your own body your own mind just clarity yeah I, I get there I don't think any of us get into that place of we're always perfect clarity sometimes you just get foggy sometimes you just get distracted by all the noise all the static going on around us there's clarity in his presence. Worship is your weapon, and the word of God is your sword. You take the word of God, the sword of the spirit, and the weapon of worship, and you can go into the secret place with the Lord and do battle, and you will receive clarity in his presence. So anyway, I hope you guys are doing good. Is everybody doing good? Everybody doing okay? We're going to just softly shift gears tonight. We're doing good with time, so I have to behave myself. I do want to just say one thing that I I forgot to mention. With the three of you back there that I had a word for regarding your names, I was just seeing the colors, yellow and purple and green over your lives. I feel like it's the yellow, the gold, the the princess, the royalty thing. I don't know if yellow is one of your favorite colors, probably not. You don't like uh, dandelions in your garden. No, you don't like scotch broom? Think, think a little higher than that color then. Think gold, gold over you. Same with you, Dan. I just feel like, just see the royalty, the purple garments of the king over your life. The judge, he's got your back. And your, your precious wife, Shirley, just that, that green meadow of refreshing that you carry. So we hope you guys are all doing good. Once a month, we make it an aim. I, I make it an aim in this place to try to cover a kingdom culture. There it is. And so in this house, we embrace, I think there's 12, it could be 13, kingdom cultures, kingdom values that we like to just massage into the foundation of the house so that those who are a part of this house will over time kind of catch this for themselves and begin to receive this, I I would just call it like kingdom of God DNA inside of us. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about, well, here's what the the DNA is. Here's what the values are, the cultures. We have focused on his presence. You probably kind of picked up on that tonight. Creating healthy families, honor, The culture of honor, where we affirm value for one another. Grace and empowerment. The kingdom culture that God is good. Like he's not eh, good sometimes. No, he's actually in a good mood. I don't know if that weirds you out saying that, that God is in a good mood. If the Lord is good and his love endures forever, I would say he's probably in a good mood. That's just my opinion. Scripture doesn't say that, but it does say he's good. Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. I'm pretty sure most of us in the room, if you've walked with the Lord long enough, you understand Jesus gives you the power of the Holy Spirit to do ministry. You could even say supernatural ministry. It's a release of his presence to bring the kingdom of God into the earth. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on the earth just as it is in heaven. Then we got the other half god's word transforms we're not a church if we don't have a high value for the word of god amen amen judy i always got to pick on my mom my my mother in love because she's a woman of the word and i trust that the rest of the women in the room are women of the word too all right the prophetic god is still speaking no we're not saying we're adding to the bible The, the word of god as we know, is complete. We don't add to it. We don't take away from it. But that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to you and me. He wants to lead you. He wants to speak to your heart. He wants to reveal his heart to you for yourself, for other people. That is actually where where we are going to land tonight. But there's also risk in faith. How many of you know faith is spelled R-I-S-K? Sometimes when you see somebody and you're like, I really want to pray for them. They they look like they need prayer, but you're nervous. You're like, I don't want to make them feel, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to be rejected. Sometimes when the Holy Spirit is leading you to, to speak to someone, to share your faith, we have to take a risk. We have to take a step and just be willing to be a fool for Jesus. I know. I'm probably the biggest one in the room. Okay, I'll just stop with that. Salvation and identity. We'll just move forward with these instead of giving a mini-preach on each one. Hope and joy. Who doesn't need hope and joy, right? Parts of the fruit of the Spirit. Generous like my Father, and His kingdom is advancing. The kingdom advancing. See, we don't wait here on earth for the world to come to an end so that we could see the kingdom in its fullness. No, we we have been given a charge. God has, has com- commissioned you and I to advance his kingdom, the king's domain, in our own lives, in the life of our family, and whatever sphere of influence he graces you with, you get to release the kingdom. And of course, we're not talking about that one tonight, so we won't go into what that looks like. What, what does the kingdom look like as it's being released? It's partly to do with maybe what I uh, felt God had for the three of you back there it's what you carry there's certain things of God's nature and character that you and I carry that we get a release and there's so much more than that so we're gonna move forward tonight though we're gonna talk about the prophetic now this is in no way going to be a complete full-on training of the prophetic this is just basically an overview of a culture that we want to continue to establish in this house. So the word of God tells us in Psalm 139, 17 through 18, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. What does that tell us? God's thoughts towards every human being on this planet are constant. Like, He is so, dare I say, obsessed. I, okay, I won't compare it to being obsessed. I don't obsess over my children, but I for sure as heck love them with all my heart, and I would do anything for them. And often throughout the day, my thoughts are on them. How much more the Father of your soul, the Father of your spirit, how much more are his thoughts towards his sons and daughters? He is thinking about you, delighting in you. See, he made you. You're a piece of wor- a piece of work. That sounds bad. There are some people that are, but not you guys. <laughs> sorry. If I get laughing, I might start coughing. I'm so sorry. Um, you are a a piece. Of his workmanship you are a divine creation of God you were created in the image and likeness of your creator you are unique your fingerprints are different God knows everything about you there's no one on the planet that's exactly like you yeah you might find someone that looks like a twin but they're not the same your iris is different everything there's something different your voice every unique Thing that he designed you with there's no one like you and he values you highly and his thoughts about you they are just innumerous so our fun, our joy is to kind of get in the freeway of his thoughts as they're running towards people that's kind of a weird picture huh? I don't want to get ran over on the freeway picture it, I don't know however you want the thoughts, the, the little grains of sand just sprinkling down. You can look at someone in a grocery store and you can ask your God, you can ask your father, you can say, Father, what do you think of them? You may not hear something, but you might hear something. If, I like to call it God highlighting people. I've had, I've had the Lord highlight people, not with like a green or yellow highlighter, but it just, my attention is drawn to them. And I'm like, okay, God, what what is it? Why are you drawing my attention to them? Is there something in your heart that you want me to say? And then my heart will start pounding. And and I feel the weightiness. And I start to get a little bit of a download. And then I get nervous about actually approaching them. I won't give you any stories, but this has just happened over the years. Too many times that I can count in the workplace, on my postal route, For us in the grocery store and restaurants, a lot of times we just have to kind of focus on why we're at the restaurant. This is date night. This is not prophetic ministry night. So I give my wife my attention. She is, after Jesus, she is my first ministry. Okay, I don't push my wife and my kids aside to do ministry. No, they come alongside and they partner with So anyway, okay, now that's taking way too much just for one, like, opening screen there. And here's another thing that could have been an opening screen. This is, I found this actually today. It's from Bethel School of the Prophets. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are some of the love languages of God. When we prophesy over someone, that person should feel kissed by God. Now, I'm talking about basic prophetic and i'm going to make some clarifications here along the way but let me let me get into the scriptures here acts chapter 2. let's start with that this is a good word to start with this is after the outpouring of the holy spirit i don't think they had a big wine barrel in the upper room but when when they were getting the presence of god falling upon the church the disciples for the first time people thought they were drunk they were probably laughing falling over i mean you can imagine some of you have been in those kind of churches I think those kind of churches are fun we welcome the Holy Spirit to come do whatever he wants um, in fact I always encourage you just take off your seatbelt. You know, relax let him let him do what he wants but that happened you know the early church in Acts the the Spirit of God was poured out on the church the promise of the Father came and they thought the the people on the outside thought they were drunk they're like these people are drunk and Peter stands up he's like listen carefully my fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem You you need to clearly understand what's happening here. These people are not drunk like you think they are, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. This is the fulfillment of what was prophesied through the prophet Joel. For God says, this is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and your daughters to prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. When the Spirit of God comes upon us, that's when the the real prophetic starts to flow. And you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you if you're a believer in Jesus. And He wants to open up the ears and the eyes of your heart that you would be able to hear His voice and dream the dreams of heaven, and do the works that Jesus has prepared us to do. You guys, okay? I better check in before I just kind of get on a roll here. But if I don't get on a roll, then we're not going to get it done. Okay. Here we go. First Corinthians fourteen, verse thirteen. Third, three. Thank you. Someone said. Someone help me. Help. When someone prophesies. He speaks to encourage people, to build them up, to bring them comfort. But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how many, excuse me, for no matter how significant you are, it's only because of what you're a part of. So this is from the Passion Translation. You're welcome to look at it in your own, in your own version of the Bible. I've got the uh, NIV here. I like the English Standard Version. But we like to use the passion translation a lot because it just brings some freshness to it so the greek word for when, when we read that first part when someone prophesies he speaks to encourage people to build them up and to bring comfort the greek word paramedia could also be translated as soothing calm speech or affirmation paul does not describe prophecy here as predictive but as influential to advance the spiritual welfare of the body. Did I lose you guys yet? Okay. Maybe some of you you're just like, mm. what I want to encourage you to do is take all of your 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 thoughts on on the on the topic. You know, the the word of God and the gifts of God are multifaceted. It's not just like one facet of the gem and that's all there is we're just talking about basic prophetic and the culture of the prophetic in this house where we want to the voice of God for people and we want to build them up we want to encourage them and edify them does anyone in this room need regular encouragement or are you just good no one ever needs to encourage you I mean if that's you lay hands on me because I need encouragement a lot In fact, when people give me a good word, any of you in this room would give me a good word, I'm just like, thank you. You don't realize how important that was for me to hear that at that point. We all need encouragement. In fact, the word of God tells us, encourage one another daily, all the more as we see the day approaching. Okay, let's move on here. So this is just some quotage from... Uh, Chris Fallaton's book, Basic Training in the Prophetic. I don't think this first paragraph is actually, but so just so you know, a, a reference if you're curious and you want to get your hands on a book about the prophetic, we do have that book um, in our stash. And Chris Fallaton is a part of Bethel Church. Did that just change? Okay, I thought I saw something on the corner of my. Head. Okay, just that fidgety background. Let me just get reading here, so I quit wasting time god is speaking to us all the time as christians it's our privilege and honor to seek out what he is saying it doesn't take a prophetic gift to see people's sins and hurts however it does take a prophetic gift to see people the way god sees them and call out that greatness As it says in 1 Corinthians, the purpose of prophecy is to encourage, to edify, and to comfort. The first step to understanding and seeing a prophetic culture emerge is to understand your own role and responsibility as a believer who has access to the Father's heart and to his good gifts, especially prophecy. I feel like I just want to sum that up in one one thing. You and I get to choose to take our lives and reflect God. So the question is what we should ask ourselves regularly based on the things we say, the things we do. What am I reflecting of you, God? Am I I reflecting you? Am I representing you? Am I representing you accurately? Or am I conveying you as an angry God who just wants to punish people? And I'm not saying that about anyone in the room, okay? I just want to encourage you. Ask yourself, get with God. How well, Lord, am I representing you? Because I want to be a man, and hopefully you want to be men and women, that want to hear the heart of God, know the heart of God, and convey that to people. And there's so many Balances and off-balances, right? You guys all know we can get into sloppy agape. That's what they call it when you give way too much grace and never say anything to address sin. Or you can go all the way in the other direction and just only call out sin and never really convey the heart and love of God. We have to find the place where God is wanting us. Okay, let me move on here. The goal of the gift of prophecy is to bring out the best in people, okay? I don't think anyone in the room would argue with that, right? Do you want to bring out the worst in people? No, okay, we want to bring out the best. Prophecy, giving prophetic words, is an opportunity for you and I to bring out the best in somebody, the best that God has placed inside of them. I'm getting way off the notes here. We are to mine, mine the gold, that is within the dirt and find hidden treasure in people's lives most people know what's wrong with them they know they have addictions they know they have bad habits they know they have secrets that other people don't know about and they wish God didn't know about it either okay every the people know they know their dirt right I better get back to the notes here so most people know what's wrong with them but they're unaware of the greatness that God has placed in their lives Remember that Jesus didn't just die for our sins, but he offered up his life because we fell short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Prophecy brings people into a revelation of the glory that God has assigned to them. This exposure brings conviction in their lives that they are living below the glorious standard that God has set for them. One good example of this, try to say it quickly. Chris Vallotton shared this years ago. Two men came up for prayer in a prayer line, and Chris said that the word he had for this person that was standing in front of him, and it was a simple word, God said, you are a holy man. Did he just pull a word out of the hat? I don't think so. Chris is a prophet. He, he was discerning that the Lord wanted to say to this man, you are a holy man what chris did not know is that that man was addicted to methamphetamine and when he spoke that something broke that addiction was gone from that point on and he came back to him months maybe years later i have no idea how long it was and he said you know you maybe you don't remember me but you spoke that over me and this is what was happening in my life see there's something about the prophetic when you hear the voice of god God sees the thing that he sees what is on your life that you're maybe not currently living. See, God sees the beginning to the end of your life. He knows the destiny he has for your life. And he doesn't need to focus on the the trap that you're in right now. He needs his sons and daughters to, to hear and see his end goal for your life. It may not be something about your current living situation. It might be something as simple as what he spoke to us. Tammy and I had a dream in our heart to plant a church, but we didn't want to step into anything without hearing clearly from the Lord. It took someone giving us a prophetic word, saying to us, I'm hearing God say, you're here for clarity, direction, and you are to go plant that church. Let me tell you, that unlocked something. Uh, something major. It totally pulled us forward into our call where I would have been the one to wait and wait and wait until I knew that I knew that I knew that we were supposed to plant a church. And if it was left up to me, it probably never would have happened. But hearing the heart of God through one of his sons and daughters can unlock you into your destiny just like that meth-addicted young man who, Chris said, God says, you're a holy man. Sometimes the prophetic is foretelling, sometimes it's forthtelling. Sometimes that prophetic word, that word of God that comes out of your mouth will actually create a change. It will set into motion a shift in that person's life. Just like in the scripture, when the prophet prophesied over the valley of dry bones and the Holy Spirit said to him, call for the four winds and prophesy over those bones. They were, they were bones. It was a big valley of bones. No flesh on them, nothing breathing, all bones, a boneyard. But the Lord told him, you man of God, you prophesy over those dead bones, those dry bones. And as he began to prophesy, the bones began to rattle and come together. So there's, there's something about prophecy prophesying the word of God that actually brings life. It brings grace into situations. You guys doing okay? I'm going to keep checking in every once in a while just because I don't want to lose you. Did I, did I read through all that? I think so. Okay. So this is the last part from Chris's book. If you want to read the whole book, I think there's two copies back there. I might have more in, in the storage. So God does not want to simply impart information. This is not about you getting, you know, a good Bible teaching when it comes to the prophetic. Okay, God wants to not just give you information through the gift of prophecy, but rather the goal of all prophetic ministry is to draw us deeper in relationship with Jesus and his body. The Lord is more determined and excited to speak to us than we are to hear from him. We must realize that God is always speaking. If we can grasp this revelation and realize that most of us don't really know how well we see and hear God, we can begin to tune our receivers into his station. I'm, pray, I'm going to just pray right now. I want to release faith in the room. I just want to release faith in your hearts that you would believe that God wants to speak to you, that he wants to speak to you more than you actually believe He wants to this is a time this is an evening where something inside of you and me can shift to where we're hearing a call from god to go up higher in our belief to believe that he actually wants to speak to you he actually wants to trust you lois with his secrets he actually wants to give you some gems that he sees in people around you that they don't see and maybe you don't currently see But when he shows you through his lenses, you're going to be, oh, I can't wait to tell them what God says. That's exciting. When you get the privilege of telling somebody something that God's heart has for them, what he has in his heart for them, what a joy. Especially when you release that word and you can see a manifestation through tears, through joy. There's sometimes there's just an obvious reception of that word. Did I read all that? Yes. Okay. Some more scriptures. 1 Thessalonians 5 19-21 says never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. Okay? This is important. If you're a Christian you carry a flame within you. It's the, fi- it's the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, on your life. He is like a fire. The Bible says we can quench that flame. And so in 1 Thessalonians, I think it's Paul that wrote it. Um, Paul, I'm going to just say Paul said. Paul said, Never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit, and don't be one who scorns or despises prophecies, but be faithful to examine them by putting them to the test. And afterward, hold tightly to what has proven to be right. 1 Samuel ten six says, then the spirit of the Lord f- will rush upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. I'm not sure exactly how to tie those two together, but there was something in my in my heart earlier today about that, but let me just focus on that first part. There, there's a correlation here with despising prophecy Despising prophetic ministry, churches, Christians that believe they can hear the voice of God and take a risk and step out and prophesy over someone or a situation. There's a, a risk, a warning here, that if we begin to scorn or despise the prophetic, we can actually put out the Spirit's fire. We can quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. He said, don't restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit don't be one who scorns prophecies you know the holy spirit loves to speak the heart of god to us that could be a whole teaching in itself 1 corinthians i think it's the first chapter it just talks about or the second, talks about the spirit of god knows the mind of god and reveals those thoughts of god to us he wants to make his thoughts known he doesn't want anyone in this world to walk through life never knowing what God really thinks of you until you stand before him. Hopefully, if that's the case, and you do stand before him, it's not gonna be, you know, like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. But anyway, you guys okay? You doing good? There's no one behind you. I'm talking to you, Barbara. Barbara. Just looking around. Just gotta make sure you guys are okay. Okay, we're gonna keep rolling through here. First Corinthians 4 1 says pursue i think that's supposed to be 14:1, sorry pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy so paul is encouraging us in first corinthians that we would eagerly desire like this would be a passion some of some of you, you know, you've got different passions and desires and hobbies and things god wants you and i to make this facet of walking with him called the prophetic learning to hear his voice And he wants us to aggressively go after it with zeal, with passion. So earnestly desire. Zelo-o. I think that's how you say it in the Greek. Zelo-o. It means to covet, desire, envy, be jealous or zealous over. And I'll repeat myself, be zealous. God wants us to pursue his gifts. He desires to give us his gifts more than we could ever want them. He wants you to be able to hear his voice I believe you do hear his voice but he wants to teach you how he speaks to you he wants to open every one of us up to realize just how he speaks to us so here's some questions just for yourself I'm not going to do a question and answer time because then we'll never get done but do you believe that you have the gift of prophecy if not do you desire it do you want to be able to prophesy Spend some time in God's presence and ask Him for this gift and ask Him for a greater understanding of why He's giving it to you. Some, this all just really, it takes place in that secret place with God, spending time with Him, just learning to meditate on His Word, worshiping Him, talking to Him, and listening to Him. So Steve Thompson in his book, you may all prophesy he said the lord speaks in many ways just in case you're thinking why am i going to hear him just speaking sentences he speaks in many ways his audible voice the written word okay we need to treasure this book called the bible this is the primary way you and i are going to hear his voice through dreams visions angelic visitations That might be weird for some of you, but it's happened. Impressions. I kind of feel that the Lord's saying this. It's an impression. Why are you laughing at me, David? I'll make sure the ladies behind you don't think I'm talking. Impressions. Spiritual senses. Sight, hearing, smell, touch, taste. I don't know if you guys knew this, but God can speak to you through your sense of smell. It was donna da silva that talked about going into nursing homes and places and having her her sense of smell assaulted by the smell of the dirty linen i deliver mail to a place right over here called memory care and i've walked in actually it was the convalescent center next to it and that was an ongoing assault to my senses i'd be like Here's your mail, have a good day. And I tried to get out of there really fast. After Donna Da Silva shared that word about how she said, you don't have to partner with that. You can actually shift the atmosphere. You can rebuke that smell of death. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. So when I was in my little postal truck, my little square tin heat can in the summer, I was like, okay, Lord, I rebuke the smell of death off this place and I release life in the name of Jesus. I got my truck, walked into that place, and I did not smell that normal smell. Was it a coincidence? I don't know, but I haven't smelled it since. I'm just gonna say. And if I do smell it again, I'm just gonna pray that again. Because it, it probably is the Lord. See, sometimes the foolish things, they don't make sense to us, but God chooses the foolish things to confound the wise okay so considering the different ways the lord speaks in what ways does he typically speak to you just think about it if you already know just think about how he already speaks to you maybe you're in the room and you didn't know that you hear god's voice but just open up the possibilities of how he might be speaking to you can you remain open to him even when he chooses to speak in a new way maybe i don't know exactly how you get your revelation but Oh, I'll just speak for myself sometimes I get a picture what if God says I'm not gonna give you pictures anymore but he didn't tell me that actually or you know it used to be I always had a a verse that would come to mind what if I stopped getting the verses and I started getting pictures or I stopped getting the pictures and all of a sudden I'm smelling things God's number one language is not English he is creator God and he speaks in so many different ways. So can you remain open to him even if he chooses to speak to you in a new way? Valuing the word of the Lord means that we make time to hear him. We gotta slow down. We have to quiet our own minds down. I don't know if you guys are like me, but my brain is usually going 100 miles an hour if my mouth isn't. Sometimes we have to slow down enough to say, okay, Lord, I'm gonna be still before you and just know that you are God. And I wanna listen to your voice. A question that I often ask everyone in this room to ask, to, to take a moment and ask God, sometimes I'll say, you know, close your eyes with me and just repeat after me, Father God, what do you think of me? You will be amazed if you go home tonight and you ask Jesus, you ask Father God, you can ask the Holy Spirit. Our God is three persons, one God, three distinct persons. You can, you can talk to any member of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You have permission. If you need Bible scriptures to prove that, I'll do that afterwards. But you can say, Jesus, what do you think of me? And he will tell you. And you will know if it's not him. Because if it's negative, if it's attacking, if it's death and darkness coming at you, you're going to know that's not Jesus. And then you can tell that voice to go to hell where it came from. I just wanted to say that. Anyway, okay. You guys are doing so good. You're patient. And I'm going to try to keep moving fast here. The prophetic affects the way we view ourselves. Many prophetic people live in the awareness of unrealized destiny. I've been there. I probably am somewhat there now. They end up miserable because what they see is different from what they're experiencing. Philip Brooks says, "Distrust your religion unless it is cheerful." So this might challenge someone's theology in the room. You're you're free to flush whatever you don't like here. Distrust your religion unless it is cheerful. Unless it turns every act and deed to music and exalts the attempts excuse me and exalts and attempts to catch the harmony of the new life this is our prophetic call I debated on sharing that quote because I know it it's that's a challenge that's challenging like does what I hear God saying bring cheer to my heart is it okay if it brings depression If I hear let's say I hear the voice of God and God is I think it's God and he's telling me where I've fallen short and then I feel sad and depressed and downcast was that the Lord I was even listening to what I just want to say this as a dad what kind of dad in the room would go to their son or daughter and just drop a heavy on them saying you know you mowed the lawn today but you sure missed a lot of spots we'll talk to you tomorrow about it now does that mean god never addresses us no but does he just leave us there see i can talk to my son about some spots that got missed by the lawn mower right but then i also need to encourage him and say by the way i'm proud of you You're doing a good job. And thank God I don't have to mow the lawn now because you're old enough to do it for me. Yay! Okay, I'm just saying, when we hear the heart of God, it needs to have hope attached to it. I'm going to repeat that. If you hear the heartbeat of God, if the the Lord brings a word of, of correction to you or rebuke, there needs to be hope attached to it if you are going to be used by God to give a prophetic word of correction, I'm not saying that we never correct, we never, you know, that, that not we. I'm not saying that the Lord never gives a prophetic unction to bring correction if it's Him. But we need to really pray about it. And if we deliver that word, it needs to have hope attached to it. It needs to have hope attached to it. Okay, I had one amen. Oh, there we go. See, if you guys would cheer me on a little bit, I'd go faster. No, I'm kidding. Oh, where's the coins? You're supposed to start throwing coins at us. Oh, that was just between us. As long as you don't throw rotten fruit and vegetables, it's fine. Okay, so here's some questions to ask yourself. How does the prophetic personally affect the way you view others? How does the prophetic personally affect the way you view yourself? Do you fear, feel cheerful? And full of new life when you think of your prophetic destiny when you think about the way God speaks about your future ask yourself do I feel cheerful about it or am I stuck am I stuck in hopelessness depression sadness is that the same duplicate okay so this is another encouragement some of you already do this Organize and transcribe your personal prophetic words, if you have them. If you don't, position yourself to receive prophetic words. Maybe write them down. Listen to the recordings. Strengthen yourself by regularly reading over them. When you meet with others, take time to encourage them and prophesy over them. Do this in a way that is respectful of their level of prophetic understanding. Use language they can relate to. This is just an encouragement sometimes not every time i've had time we've had time with you guys and i didn't have a prophetic word for you but there's been times where i've met with folks that i haven't spoken to in a, in a while and i ask god do you have a word for them god is always faithful to give me a word I can, you could type it up on your little iphone unless you have a fake phone then you use your fake phone but your iphone you can type up a memo that's a joke okay i'm just joking It takes some practice it takes step i know i'm seeing some shaking heads back here because they don't have iphones do you you have an android oh jesus help not. i'm just i'm teasing i'm teasing my kids would be the same way in fact they don't have mac computers they have pcs all right first timothy we're about done guys And then i'm gonna have you stand up this is the last screen and we're gonna stand up and make a declaration so you can say amen finally all right first timothy 1 18 to 19 says This is Paul talking to his spiritual son, Timothy. Timothy, my son, I am entrusting you with this responsibility, in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry. In keeping with the prophecies spoken over you, with this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. For there are many who reject these virtues and are now destitute of their true faith. When God gives you prophetic words, if, let me just say this. If you've never received a prophetic word until tonight, wage war with the promises of the written word of God. Okay? You don't have to wait until someone gives you a powerful prophetic word. You take the promises of God and you wage war with these. When it says in the scripture, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory, then go to war with that word. Prophesy that scripture over yourself, over your situation. If Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you, and you feel like you're so far away from God, go to war with that word. That Prophesy that word. Prophesy that Jesus will never leave me or forsake me until that thing breaks. Because the war, the battle goes on in our heads. It goes on between our ears. It's a battle in the mind. Paul talks about this. He says that the, the weapons of our warfare, they're not of this world. They're not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And he said we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. The strongholds, that get built are between our ears. They come from lies. The enemy lies and he tries to, to reinforce that lie to get you to partner with it, to get you to agree with it until it becomes a stronghold in your thinking. But Jesus is there to help you and I pull down those strongholds. And we take these thoughts, these, these stinking thinking I'll Watch my words here tonight. I don't want to offend anybody. These rotten thoughts, and we just pull it down. We're like, Jesus, this is not true. You are for me. You're not against me. You won't ever leave me or forsake me. You will supply all my needs. You did give me a promise, and I heard you correctly. I'm taking my emotions. I'm taking my thoughts, and I'm going to say, bow now to the name of Jesus. Does that make sense? We've got to go to war with the promises with the prophecies, with the written word of God, with the prophetic words that you've received over the years. So why don't we stand up? Let's make some declarations and we're done. And you guys have been so patient tonight. So, so patient. We will open up time at the end of the night here for prayer if you want prayer. You know, just come up to the front if you need some extended prayer, some private prayer. Uh, if you want to just visit and fellowship, there's lots of snacks and coffee and tea and stuff. But let's make some declarations. You guys ready? That means you gotta warm up your vocal cords. <clears throat> All right. Everyone's windpipes are clear. Here we go. We got seven declarations. Repeat with me. Not repeat. Just declare with me. <laughs> I follow after love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that I may prophesy. People are energized under my ministry because of the encouragement and prophecy that regularly flows from me. I will walk in a prophetic lifestyle and lead a ministry that calls out the gold in people. I give identity to the fatherless through my prophecies. I remember prophetic words about other people because it helps me to see them the way God sees them. I wage good and victorious warfare through the prophecies that have been given to me. Why do we make declarations? Because there's something about your words what is it there's power there's power in your words what's what kind of power the power of what death or life death and life are in the power of the tongue and when we take our mouths and declare the promises the truth of god god's word does not return to him void and his anointing his power is resting on those promises your words are powerful the promises of God are powerful, especially when they're spoken out of your mouth. This one's a freebie, and then we're going to pray and be done. Tammy's like, no, don't, don't keep preaching. Just one little thing. Jesus, think about Jesus. He's in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. Did he just think his way out of the wilderness? Did he just like keep his mouth shut? Like, no, eventually the devil will fly off and leave me alone. No, he spoke the word of God to the enemy. In the face of the devil, he declared the truth of the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. So we get to fight our battles by declaring the word of God. That is why worship is so important, because you are singing the promises of God. You're declaring with song. Prayer, the same thing. It's like singing without the song and no melody in your voice. I mean, you can sing your prayers. So anyway, shall I sing a prayer for you? No, but let's just pray. Jesus, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, God, that all that you wanted to accomplish, we trust is being completed right now. So Lord, we just release your blessing over every person in this room. And we just ask God that tonight as we we go home, as we rest, God, we invite you to break in on our hearts on our minds on our bodies and release to us a newer level of the ability to hear your voice God we want to be able to prophesy we want to hear your heart and we want to see people unlocked and set free into their destiny that you have for them so we thank you Lord for the privilege and the honor of being able to participate in that ministry in Jesus name Amen All right, we're gonna put on some happy music and uh, fellowship as long as you want. Some of the folks in the room stay till 11.30 if we let them.